Pickaxe. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, all I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are lugged from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! This is a one-on-one introduction session between Sebastian and the director. The rest of the party was not present for this interaction. Sebastian, you start to experience a very similar sensation. You are used to it. You've felt this before, but in this case, you're lacking control like you normally do. You're kind of like sitting in the passenger seat of a car and are just are along for the ride as you teleport through space with Valentine. All of a sudden, you appear in a lavish room. It has very similar aesthetics to the rest of the mansion, though it is a bit more active here. There is a woman here playing the harp lightly in the corner of this room. The room itself seems to be a massive leisure space. There's ceilings 60 foot tall, have ornate carvings along them. Even the supportive beams are lathered with carvings and paint. There's a grand piano here currently closed, a large couch made of leather, different large tables, some with food, others with games splayed out. Absolute luxury all around you, everything you see. From the chandeliers above, the pelts on the couch, everything down to the silverware and cloth napkins. As you glance around the room to get your surroundings, you do notice it's just two parallel walls about 20 feet apart that just come out from a side wall here, making a small 20-foot box with a single wall missing. Inside, the walls, floor, and ceiling are all white. Pure white. And that contrasts heavily with the rest of the room where there's this regal red paint on the walls, large paintings of figures, ornate sculptures, or taxidermy covering the walls. This area is just extremely empty. As you look around, you see Valentine. He gestures to a nearby server, of which there are many standing around, arms folded behind their backs, standing upright and staring forward with smiles on their faces. This server quickly moves to a nearby table and pours a glass of red wine and hands it to Valentine. You currently feel like this man is your dearest friend, though someone you don't know a ton about. 
You have control over your body and what you say, though his charm creates a familiarity and an intimacy between you two. Ah, that's better. I am sure your friends back there weren't trying to harm you. They are just misunderstood as to what is happening. Do they have any way of contacting you? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they were trying to hurt me. I think they are always looking out for me, at least for what's best. Yeah, we do have these cell phones. And I'm going to pull out the, the sending stone and just hand it over. Ah, we still don't really know how they work. We just have them on us and then we can talk in each other's heads. Well, I think this is best if I hold on to this. Sometimes when emotions flare up, people say things they don't mean. We just wouldn't want your feelings getting hurt while we wait for things to cool off. Let's just let them calm down a bit before we go meet up with them. I have much to speak with you about. Would you like anything to eat? Anything to drink? I am sure you haven't had a proper meal in some time. And just at that moment he asks you this question, you can see his eyes turn crimson red for just a moment as he almost looks like he's staring out into space. Comes back. Yeah, it, it's been a long time. We've basically just been living off of berries and donuts for, like... A week or so now? Anything you have, I will happily take. Anything you would desire. Anything? Yes. Do you have chicken tenders? What? What is this? Yeah, it's like chicken, but cut up into like little strips. Just think on it. And he gestures. And you see an elderly dragonborn man. Green dragonborn. He's got traditional wizard robes on. Long, cover most of his body down to his feet. And he walks slowly with head held eye over to a table. He holds up his staff he's carrying and starts looking deeply into it. Allow him to get in your mind. Do you actually feel like someone probing through your mind? He's looking for chicken tenders. I think back to the time that my parents took me out to TGI Fridays after my like second show they came to. And when I ordered the chicken strips basket. You can feel that other presence in your mind leave as the dragonborn man holds his staff up a little higher, looks directly into the gem at the top. All of a sudden, there is chicken tenders on the table. Holy shit. No way. Have a seat. This is the best. You run over, you take a seat. You can see a server here pulls out the seat for you in front of the chicken tenders and just big smile makes eye contact with you, Sebastian. They bring over napkins and do a little bow as they drop in front of you. Do you think I could invite my friends over sometime? I know they would probably like a meal. I mean, if you guys can do all this, I think they'd really appreciate it. We have anything you could ever desire right here in my home. If they, too, cool off, like we mentioned earlier, we might be able to arrange that. I'm more interested in talking to you, because I... I've been waiting a long time to meet you, Sebastian. You have been in my dreams for months. And it is odd for me to desire anything. I have everything here I could ever desire right here in my home. Not a thing is missing. It's wondrous. Would you agree? Being able to get anything you want in like the snap of a finger? Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty cool life to live. But it's not just anything you want, it's anywhere you want. Whatever you could desire right now. I don't follow. I don't leave this building. Ever? 
Do you see any problems with that? I mean, I get a little, a little antsy when I'm in the same spot for a while. I, I feel like you need to go outside and enjoy the fresh air, or go to the movies, or go see some friends or something. Would you like to see something? Sure. Please. And he gestures for you to stand up, and he goes over to that white box, that 20-foot-ish area. Stand here. I'll pop on up. You stand in front of the white box. Think of what you'd like to see. The green dragonborn man comes over again, and you already are feeling that other presence in your mind, probing for whatever you want to see. It would be one of the biggest shows that we played when we were starting out as a band as Black Tie Optional at the Chain Reaction in Anaheim, California. You're already hearing the sounds around you as you open your eyes and you see that in this box, what this man has created, an illusion of that time. It looks like it's from your perspective. As you look around, you can see the different people. And one of the things you notice about this vision is not only are they screaming and cheering for you as they did at that moment, these people are wearing makeup and masks like they were just outside in the ballroom. He puts his staff down. You're a man who feels, not just desires. It's not all material. Now, I don't, I don't need a lot of stuff. My parents always saw it after, just more and more things to make their theater just bigger and better and more extravagant so they could hire all these huge classical acts and stuff. And I don't know, I never really needed much. I just needed me and some thoughts and my guitar. What do you see here? Luxury. I'll say. The best of the best, wherever you look. Something for everyone. Wars are fought for this type of luxury. How many people a day do you think dream of money to buy a tenth of what is in this room? And this is only a portion of the mansion. This is what everyone wants. They want to live as the elite few. I grew up with all of this in this very mansion, thinking I was the best of the best. That I had what everyone else dreamed of. I got used to it. I didn't dream of luxury. My family didn't dream of luxury. My father, his father. They dreamt of ways to help them keep it. So they could experience it forever. I too began life with this burden. But now... And he walks over to an ornately woven tapestry on the wall. It's a big owl with emeralds inlaid in its eyes. He just brings up his finger to touch the bottom of it as he ignites a flame and he lights the tapestry. Now it means nothing. And he just sees that flame start going up the tapestry, completely burning it, destroying it. What you see around this room, it is all material. What really matters in life is what else is here. It is the abstract, it is adventure, it is thought. It is the emotions we feel day in and day out. It's how you feel on the inside. And here I have harnessed the most important of those emotions. The most important of the abstract. So what role do I play in all of this? 
You want to feel it too, do you not? I suppose. He walks over to you, Sebastian. Big smile upon his face, grinning, showing those shining white teeth, and he just touches your chest with his hand. And you start to feel a warmth arise within you. You can see a woman nearby clearing off the table, smiling at you. Another one here with a warm towel to wipe your hands with. The warmth you feel inside. The love. When you know others desire you. They are here because they love me. And they feel the same for you. And you can start to feel the warmth radiating from your heart through to your extremities. And it is just euphoric. It feels nice to be wanted and admired. That's part of the reason I even wanted to join a band anyway. Just being able to play on stage and having people want to see me. There for me. I never really got that. Just moments ago, you felt it. They loved your performance. You did wondrous. I'm sure they'd like to hear more. I'd love to play more. We can arrange it. You see, this place can cure anything. What are you scared of? Oh, I don't know. I know spiders, but I feel like being around Blueberry is kind of making that a little easier. It's like facing your fears head on, you know? I guess the only thing I can't really face is death. But I wouldn't even say I'm afraid of death. I think what I'm afraid of most is dying before I can live up to my potential. Now that, that is another question entirely. And one I have the answer for. How can you help with that? Sebastian, I want you to close your eyes. Focus on your breathing. Listen to your heartbeat. Think of the people watching you play, screaming, crying, tears of joys in their eyes because you saved them. Music is such a powerful thing. Just sit back and think for just a moment. Block everything else out. And he takes that time to do so with all of his favorite songs just running through his head and almost giving him a numb feeling and just really focusing on being present in his mind. Your mind's at ease, you're remembering these different songs, you're listening to the melodies, the intricacies, even though your brain is creating them right now. You're thinking of even your own performances, feeling that love and care. It just rejuvenates you. You're focusing on the inside, but you can hear small things happening around you. You're in such a trance that it's quite sudden when you feel a hand on your back. Come. Snaps out of it. All right, where, where are we going? What next? What's next is the answer. He gestures to a spot which just had a rug over top of it, as well as a couple other furniture pieces. And there's a large opening in the floor that's just come out of nowhere with a staircase leading downward. He begins walking down the stairs. I'll descend right after him. As you descend the stairs, we jump back to the others. Hello everyone and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my Sebastianless 
cast and crew. Wait, no. <laughs> Ryan McManus. Hi, Ryan McManus. I'll be playing Sebastian. Uh, who's that? Who, you threw him off his rhythm. Who's gone? Uh, end of intro. No, who never usually went to the extravagant ballroom and massive theater that his parents owned. He was forced to attend functions there in his young age, but slowly became more and more rebellious to being there, as the people and the music just never really suited him, either sneaking out early or just downright disappearing before the functions began. After the night of an enormous rock concert held in the theater, though, one his parents didn't let him attend, he snuck into the green room to see if they maybe left over any extra, like, guitar picks or merch behind, and he found a CD. The Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. He snatched it and went back home to listen to what the band had left behind, and the rest is history. Anna Brisbane. Blueberry Sky, Elvin Druid actress whose first R-rated movie she ever saw was An American Werewolf in London when she was 11. It definitely gave her nightmares about werewolves for years until she starred in a werewolf movie at age 19 called Fear the Moon, specifically to confront her fear, and it worked. And since the film wrapped, she hasn't had a single nightmare involving werewolves, but she's questioning whether it was worth the three hours in the makeup chair every day she had to film a wolf scene. Nigel Deacon. What's bubbling, Xander Gucci Supreme, who is a staunch believer that there isn't a difference between most, if not all, soaps and cleaners. Shampoo, body wash, bar soap, conditioner, shaving cream, toothpaste, dish soap, dog soap, car soap, face wash, mouthwash, detergent, both laundry and dish, Windex, and even root beer. He's used them all to clean himself when he showers and hasn't noticed a difference yet. His hair and skin remain weirdly flawless. Now, you might say it's the Dracula blood in him, but I think we all know Xander would just say he's built different. And you wanted to make fun of young me for using horse shampoo? <laughs> that's why I was like, I was like laughing in my head because I was like, wow, that's weirdly on point. I worked in a Sephora for a long ass time mm. and was studying all the skincare. So with every single one, I was like, ah, well. that's like I brush my teeth with shampoo. No, I wash my hair with toothpaste instead. Oh. I'm imagining you using a toothbrush to like scrub your armpits with the oh. toothpaste on it. Oh, yeah, really. no. There you go. It get like all twisted up in the bristles and oh. Get into the nooks and crannies. Dog, I shave. I don't have to worry about that. I shave my armpits. Vince Perito. Judd the Boulder Chambers who does not shave his armpits, but he's not always the best with his money. One example being, when he was a kid, he wanted to make his mom and dad proud and, and raise some extra money for them. So he, at one point at school, heard something about Beanie Babies. Growing up, he decided to take all of his allowance money that he got and buy more and more Beanie Babies and hide them from his parents. To this day, he still has been collecting Beanie Babies, thinking that they will make a comeback. And he has invested many of a dollar into Beanie Babies that he's slightly embarrassed to admit. Oh, no. Does his mom know about them, though? No. <laughs> Parents still do not know. I'm sorry, are you my dad? <laughs> it's like, don't jump. I forgot what it's called. It's like the weird, like, where you, where all these dudes are buying, like, those, like, pictures online. Oh, man, I forget what they're called. Oh, NFTs? NFTs! Fucking NFTs, <laughs> these dude. Dudes Jesus are Christ. These pictures online! <laughs> Fucking oh, Fucking NFT. I mean, it worked, dude, because I avoided like the plague of people being like, You want to sell NFTs? And I'm like, No, I would like to not go to hell. What if the F stands for feet? Ew! Oh. <laughs> non feedable tokens. How much are they? 
Vince is in now. Nigel, how much are we talking? I don't know. I'm not selling the <laughs> NFTs. Nigel Feet tokens? <gasps> <laughs> and joining us once again, we have Maisie Lynn. Well, hey, um, my, my little fun fact about Bray is she is a literal cryptid. She is in, in the Midwest. So if you want to use Google, you can probably guess what creature she is. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I did confirm with the director that she she actually has been to Wisconsin, canonically. <gasps> She's played. Oh. She's played, touched, or whatever. Oh, shit. Mm, interesting. Oh, yeah. She knows about Earth. How did she get here? Let's talk about what happened last time. Bray opened the door to the party attempting to pick the lock on the building she was in. After a bit of back and forth, Theodore and Bray let you into the communal area, where they were waiting for someone named Celeste to get back. You found out the rest of the village was empty because everyone was dancing endlessly in Dyermore Manor from the effects of Valentine Malathorn. Sebastian recognized Theodore from his dreams, as Theo mentioned Celeste had similar dreams of a man that looked just like Sebastian. You headed to the library to find Celeste with her face open in a necromantic book, chanting words about dreams. Two large demons emerged from a portal the book created and attacked. Using their whips and chains, they tried to drag you down into the portal with them. Just as the last demon was entering the portal to go back, Bray jumped through his waist in her werewolf form as the legs slowly continued down into the portal. The rest of the bodies turned to ash. You helped Celeste recover herself as she recognized Sebastian. You quickly found out that she was having different dreams than Sebastian and that in her dreams, Sebastian was waking her. You headed back to the building where Theodore was to determine your plan of attack. You took a rest, geared up, and headed for the manor. Entering carefully through the foyer, you made your way to the ballroom where patrons danced along to no music. Sebastian, wanting to wake them up, got onto the piano and played his four notes. Partygoers rushed over wanting more, as Blueberry noticed one of the server's eyes dart towards the party before going back to serving. Sebastian ended up playing the whole song for the partygoers who absolutely loved it, and as it got quiet once again, the man from his dreams came out from a door behind the curtains. He introduced himself to Sebastian, saying he just wanted to talk. Sebastian took the man's hand as he forced Sebastian's hand up to his face so that his eyes were set on the rune tattooed on his wrist. With that, Sebastian turned to you all, just wanting to play for the partygoers, even stepping in front of Valentine. As aggression started to hit, Valentine dimension doored away with an enthralled Sebastian. Now, Bray dives across the stage, attempting to tackle Sebastian away from the man as they both disappear. And so the scene is set. The question is, where did that dagger come from? As you see Bray dives across the stage, nearly missing Sebastian from directly above, a dagger hits the stage where Valentine was standing, barely missing Bray. Ooh! Bray immediately dives under a table or a piano nearby. On all fours, she's just gonna skitter under a table. You see Celeste brings her crossbow up with another bolt and is looking towards the ceiling. There's these rafters, some stuff that's holding up the ceiling. It's very decorative in here, but there are these large beams. Where the fuck they go? What? Can Bray do an investigation check? Try to sniff out if there's like another bestie in the ceiling? Give me perception. Did Jet see that come down from where he's standing? You guys were all staring right at Sebastian, like where he was. They disappeared, Bray jumped by, and a dagger comes straight down where Valentine was standing. That is only going to be an 11. 
You're smelling a lot of familiarity, but it's because there's people from the village here. What are the people doing? Are they like, what, gasp? Nope, they're back to dancing. Okay, they're just back to dancing. I'm just gonna look up and around near where the the knife might have come from and just, uh, Q? Q? Did you throw that? And from the ceiling, you see a very small halfling in all black leathers with a little white shirt underneath drop down right on the stage shortly next to Bray. What? Bray, I'm very sorry. I didn't mean to throw that at you. My apologies. Ah, Quinry, good to see you. Glad you're okay. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure to see all of you. I'm glad everyone is okay for the most part, aside from that one strapping on lag who got on stage. I mean, I'd say the same, but you just throw a knife at my feet. I didn't mean to try to hit you, Bray. I tried to save uh, whoever your friend may be. This new boy. By throwing a knife at him? Not him specifically, the Valentine. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Just like you tried to tackle him. Well, yeah, but I mean, you could you could classify that as a hug. Do you know where they went? Uh, you're, you're Quinry. Hi, Blueberry. Um, do you know where they went? Where they went? Probably not. I, I know the castle quite well, but if anything, they're still here. I know Valentine, if he disappeared, he's not leaving the castle, so he must be somewhere. Does he have, like, a, a dungeon or, or something? He does have a couple places that he likes to stay, uh, mainly in his main hall. That's that's where he usually stays, but getting there is a bit tricky. Is there anywhere that he brings special guests, possibly? No better place to celebrate than the main hall. What about where he takes, you know, the people who go and then disappear without a trace and don't come back? Uh-huh. That is a great question. Why, thank you. I thought it myself. I have no clue. He has been taking people more and more recently. I don't quite know where they end up, but just takes them deeper into the castle. It's, it's more and more often nowadays. They go deeper down the central hallway. Have you been underground? Underground? No. I do know of the basement, though. Well, I mean, I'm down to go down that hallway if anybody else is down. She steps out from underneath the table, dusts herself off, cracks her neck a little bit. We must be very careful, Bray. Please don't go all feral on us. I only bite off the heads of people who deserve it. Thank you very much. That is true. That's what we love you for. Feral. How do you determine whether they deserve it or not? Is now the time, Blueberry? I just, you know, that could be a relative statement. If they kill another person who didn't deserve it, then it's Chomp. How do you know if they deserved it? Well, then we go back through the list again. (laughs) That's number one. (laughs) Number two, they're mean to me. Oh. I'm delightful. And number three, if they, they look like they might taste a bit good. Uh-huh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Her eyes don't look like she's kidding. Before we go any further, I'm so sorry. I didn't describe what Quinry actually looks like, just to give you more of a visual representation. Very, very tiny halfling. He has a diamond face shape, mainly clean-shaven, aside from blonde, uh, oh, fuck, what are they called? Mutton chops? Mutton chops. Yeah, mutton chops down the way. He has just above shoulder-length hair that is parted in the middle and kind of, like, frames his face before it goes down into a very pointed chin. Very baby face, aside from the weird mutton chops, but that is Quinry. Is there anything sketchy about Quinry? Is there anything about him that I, like, don't trust that, like... How does he smell? 
Quinry smells like freshly baked bread. Blueberry, you do notice as you're kind of looking at Quinry, um, one of these servers walks by and eyes dart towards you. A little bit of red in their eyes. And then they dart back to normal like nothing happened. Uh, I'm going to just sending stone. <gasps> sending stone! Wait, I'm going to sending stone Sebastian. <gasps> Sebastian, where are you? How can we get to you? Tell us everything. Are you okay? Sebastian and I are just having a conversation. Oh, we will see you soon. Oh, boy. Valentine just answered the sending stone. Well, at least they're still together. That's a that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't mean to like rush this along, but like I, I'm we gotta get him back, right? Like, if you have any idea where we can start, Quincy, it's Quinry. My bad, bro. Um, if you know anywhere that we can start, we, we gotta go, cause like he's not just our sound guy, he's our sound friend. Like, we gotta get him back. Most aspects of the castle is very easy to figure out, but it's just traversing it that is the problem. Okay. If, if we're looking to get to the main hall, we have to go down the central hallway, which is a very big hotspot for all of the servers and Valentine himself, so just be careful. Do you know of any, like, hidden ways that we can go around to try to stay out of any, you know, eyes that are looking around for us? Not particularly. That's why I wear this, and it looks like he's basically wearing a butler's outfit. Oh, yeah. Well... You don't, okay, anyway, you, uh, Zander, um, if you'd be willing to, I, uh, scooch on over here, I do, I do got, I do got some questions for you. Okay, um, sidebar, I guess. She's gonna pull you aside and her demeanor is gonna get a little bit more serious. Alright, so, I've got some good news, and I got some bad news. Which do you want first? Uh, fuck, what's the rock quote from Fast and Furious? You know I love my dessert before my dinner. Yeah, let's do good news first. Well, surprise, the good news doesn't make sense without the bad news. So here's the bad news. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, my dear, you're like me. You're a, you're a lycanthrope. You just, you haven't turned yet. But I mean, on the bright side, you've got me who can help you with that, you know? Kind of giving you all the, you know, the tips and tricks of the trade. Make sure you don't kill your friends, you know? Wake up covered in blood, not knowing whose it is. Not that that's ever happened to me. Xander, while you're talking, is just like... He was like looking down, like listening, and his expression has just not changed. Just staring at the floor, <laughs> but he's not really <laughs> reacting anymore. He was like before, like nodding, like, okay, uh-huh. And now he's just like, hmm. <laughs> She's gonna go, but the good news is, it's gonna be really cool, pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And you get a tail, those are fun. Well, I wouldn't be the first in the group. Um, don't tell your friends, they might kill you. Okay, all right. I don't need to give them a second reason this week. <laughs> 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 That's why I asked them about werewolves earlier. They didn't seem super excited at the idea. But that just means they're probably a little bit boring, bud. You're gonna be fine, sweet pea. Once you kill something with your mouth for the first time, you'll be swell. But yeah, don't tell anyone, avoid silver. Uh, it burns like a motherfucker. Bray, if you wanted to slip this into the conversation, all of Quinry's daggers are silver. So you almost got hit by a silver dagger. 
Ooh. Ooh. So Quinry's Diggers are, uh, are, are silver. Uh, you might want to keep an eye out for that. And I could do my best to uh, let you know. Maybe we can have like a fun secret little like wolfy signal we could do to each other. Okay. Like maybe I howl at you and it means, oh no, <laughs> wolfy stuff. You know, and then you play about, it off. What about like a quiet coyote? Like, Oh, that works too. That works too. Just as long as you see it. I mean, I like the howls. I think it could be really subtle, you know. Um, but okay, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do the thing. She accidentally throws up like the Spider-Man or like the rock on sign. She has no freaking clue what that quiet coyote is. Close enough. Xander will, he's going to like kind of stand up straight, like look over at the crew and look back at Bray and put a hand on her shoulder and just be like, thank you for letting me know. We'll keep this on the DL and thank you for looking out. We'll uh we'll figure this out. It's not my secret to tell, sweet pea. It's see if with me, okay? I appreciate you. So it's you know, when you come out of the woods, it's gonna be your time. <laughs> Wanna make sure that you're in a safe space to do it, honey. She's gonna pat you on the back, but she does it a bit too hard. Maybe almost knocks you over a little bit. Alright, now go get him, bud. Uh we can just see I was talking about your donuts or something. Yeah. She's going to turn to the group and be like, Oh, those donuts are so good. I love how they made dough out of nuts. As I approach the group, I'm like, I tried so hard to describe the process of making a donut right there. And it just did not, it did not <laughs> stick. <laughs> While they're doing that, I'm going to go up to Quinry and loud enough so that Jack can hear, but uh, probably no one else. Just be like, Quinry, I just... One of the waiters just looked this way, and I saw a flash of red in his eyes. Do you know anything about that? Uh, not too much. I've I've seen it throughout all of the servers. I don't know if that means they're snapping out of it, or they're getting a little deeper, but that seems to be the time that their consciousness comes back to them, and they can have some sort of free will, or... I really don't know. You, you've... If you noticed one that that kind of breaks out of it more frequently than others. There's this one guy that I keep seeing who just gives his eyes and then goes back into it. They tend to do so when there's other people around that aren't familiar with the castle. So it could just be our general vicinity, but I don't know of any specific butlers in general that would do so. Have you seen any of them completely break out of it before? Not yet, sadly. How long do they break out of it slightly before they go back into it? Oh, I feel like it's just enough for a glance like your friend was saying it's just it's enough to make eye contact and or you give you a slight nod or a look or a smirk of some sorts and then it's just right back to it mindless how long have you been here how long have i been here yeah depends how long have i been here doing reconnaissance or how long have i been here in general uh well i mean i guess both now that you mention it reconnaissance six months uh since basically Bray and I and the others, Celeste and Theo, decided to do something about this goddamn castle. Uh, beforehand, I actually worked here. That's how I know the place so well. I was one of Valentine's servers. I worked for the Malathorns for quite a long time before all of this happened. Oh my god, that is so helpful. Okay, amazing. Hey, Xander! Hey, ah, Xander. Okay, Xander, Blueberry, and big one? Jet. Jet, pleasure. Hi, hello, Quinn, Quinry, Quinn, Quinn, Quinry Silverhands, Quinry Sil Silverhands. Can Silver I see your hands? hands? Ooh, hey, don't touch Bray. Yeah, I, I love you, bud, but keep the fuck away from me. Right, right. Sorry, Bray. I thought that was vampires. Vampires are steaks. 
wooden stake through the heart. Yeah, it's a bitch to get in, but boy, it can be satisfying. Crosses, sun, holy water. Uh, I think running water too, but that's like an older one. Okay, yeah, let's go to this main corridor. Um, Just tell us everything we need to know. Give us all the tips, things we should look out for, be trying to do. Quinry, you take lead. We'll be right behind you. And you hear Theo from the back. Celeste, you think maybe we should stay here with the guests? Now that Valentine knows we're here, we might want to make sure nothing happens to them. Or make sure if he's got control over them, we don't know what will happen. We should maybe keep them safe. Quinry knows what he's doing and knows this place better than anyone. Hey, you, uh, Raspberry. Uh, Blueberry? Me? Well, that's what they call you. Okay, Blueberry, I'm sorry. Uh, so that, that little, like, rock thingy that seems to communicate, is there any way that you can get it patched over to my friends here so we can, like, check in on each other? Yeah, we could pass, uh, Xander's to Celeste, I guess. She's, like, a little bit upset that Theodore said that, and you can kind of see it in her eyes, like, she really wants to go. Yes, I will take that, keep tabs, and we'll let you know if anything's happening here. Here, Jet, it's been a while since you've had a stone, you can- But wait, this is dangerous, though, just keep in mind that, like, anything you say through here, Valentine's gonna hear it, because he has the other one. <laughs> okay, but, like, how many minutes do you have left on it? I- it's not like that, Jet. Couldn't we- should we do this- uh, stealthily? Or trying to blend in? Like, we're one of them, or...? One of the two. It's entirely up to you. Whichever you think is going to work best for your ragtag group of individuals. I mean, I'm an actor, but I don't have, like, an outfit. I usually like to do this the quiet way. But that's just me. I'm down to stealth. Before we go, in the six months that you've been here, have you ever seen him turn these people hostile towards others at all? Is this something that we need to worry about? No one's been dumb enough to come in here since then. Fair enough. Is it an ability that he has? Is it something that we need to worry about in the future? Maybe we'd make plans for that ahead of time, if so. It's quite possible all of these people worship the man. And if they worship him, if someone turns against him, God knows they might too. Stealth it is. Let's just keep a close eye on everybody, I guess. As you guys continue on, why don't you all give me stealth checks? Oh, wait, wait, before that, I wanted to use the staff to cast Pass Without a Trace. Oh my god, thank you. Everybody add 10. Add 10? Damn. Well, then that is going to be a 26, oh, my god. Yes, I got a 31. 15. 38. Oh! Okay. Boy, oh boy, we got a rogue. Wow. Dirty 30. Damn, Jet, you got a 15? Yeah. And you're 11 behind the next one. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Damn, just leave Jet behind. He can take up the rear. I get disadvantage, man. Come on. I was strongly considering polymorphing you just so you could be more stealthy. You should have, honestly. Heading deeper into the mansion... You open the door, you can see a hallway going forward and then turning to the left. There are a few doors here, one to the left, one to the right, and another straight at the end of the hallway. Quinry, you would know that left is like an old servant's closet. Right is an area where you used to live for a brief time. And then straight is the kitchen. Heading down the hallway straight and then to the left will get you to the library. The library is where we need to go if we're going to make our way to the main hall. 
think we should head to the library. What do you think, Blueberry? Blueberry? Yeah, let's go. Quietly. You aren't hearing anything from any of the nearby rooms as you are very, very quiet yourselves. Every now and then just a floorboard creaks thanks to Jet and we just glare at him. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they look back at me, he just stops like deer in the headlights. <laughs> Shush. Sorry. Please. And you only have to go a little bit. You bypass all of these rooms as you're walking by. You're you're listening. You're not hearing anything. And then Quinry, you're going first. You see the large doorway to the library. Well, our best bet is in here. If we're trying to get to the main hall. Okay, great. Want to see our lovely Jet Chambers, aka Vince, throw on some incredibly short shorts and film a D&D themed workout series called Sweat with Jet alongside IRL Sebastian and Xander? We are less than 10 patrons away from officially seeing Sweat with Jet, and it is the perfect way to stay in shape from the comfort of your own home. Not really, we're not licensed physical trainers, we're just here to have some fun and make some goofy videos. But like, they'll still be decent workouts if you want to do them. So head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll get ad-free episodes, exclusive behind-the-scenes info and hangouts with the cast and crew, hilarious monthly one-shots, and so much more. While you're at it, join our community Discord, home of the greatest community this side of the TTRPG world. Over on our Discord, we host live listening parties with all of us for every single cast party episode, community-driven D&D games, live streams, hangouts, and game nights. Patreon.com slash cast party. We hope to see you there. Thank you all so much for listening. Back to the episode. When you do open up into this library, you see that it is massive and not like you remember at all. You cannot see the ends of the walls. It looks like you are standing on the ground underneath a night sky, not just showing moon and stars, but galaxies, planets. It looks like you are in space. Large bookshelves, 40, 50 feet tall, surround the central area, and you can see they make a maze throughout the rest of this library. It seems endless. In the distance above, you can even see bookshelves just floating hundreds of feet up, bobbing up and down, pages turning themselves. And on the ground, you see you're in the entryway of the library and a few different paths show themselves. None of them more distinct than another, but you do hear and even see slowly some of the bookcases move, changing the paths ahead of you. Quinry, you do know in general where the exit should be. It would just be a matter of finding a way there. So in this case, this is an ever-changing maze. So how this is going to work is as you explore, every time you are leaving an area, you can do a survival check to see if you can find your way out of the maze, one per the whole group. If you fail the survival check, you will take a path that leads to a different portion of the labyrinth. With each area you explore, you learn more about the maze and the DC of the survival check goes down. Oh, fuck. Okay, don't split up, you guys. We are staying together. If I ever get a house... I need a room like this. This is cool as shit. I am of no help anymore. This was not like this the last time I was in here. What? I can assure you I have never seen stars in a library before. Can Bray pick up Quinry and just put him on her shoulder? Oh, this might be easier, Bray. Uppies, please. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> just right on command. I think she's going to do the thing where she picks you up and she chucks you a little bit. Like Whoa. she throws like does the dad thing and catches Whoa. you and then puts you on her shoulder. Oh You're getting God. better at that. You didn't drop me this time. That was one time, Queen Reed. I will never forget it. And I was a wee bit drunk. I was drunk too. What do you expect? I expect us both to hold ourselves accountable for our field uppies. I couldn't walk. That's why I came to you. Oh, that's fair. Okay, now let's let's get the fuck out of this maze. Oh, please. So who feels most confident here to lead the way? Like, if you had, like, a, a, a skill that was similar to, like, maybe survival or something, like, who who thinks it's the best? I would have to see, on a scale of 1 to 10, I would have to see that I would be at around a plus 6. Since this is entirely new to me, and I, I it has changed since the last time I've been here, I would say on a scale of 1 to 10, it is a big fat 0. Uh, I do not know my way around here. Anybody else willing to rank their imaginary numbers on a scale from negative 10 to positive 10? I mean, like a five. Bray, why don't you go ahead and roll me survival then? Eight. Would you please roll me a d6? Oh, shit. Okay, now I rolled well. I got a six. <laughs> Work one this way. Goes the wrong way. <laughs> Choose a random direction. Again, it's hard because things are moving around. You walk along the large bookshelves. The other portions of the maze you see look like they have lots of different directions. This seems more like a snake-like tunnel. Left here, right here. You're just following one pathway till you come upon a left turn. And as you turn the corner, you see it is a dead end. It's just three big bookcases, left, right, and center. And then behind you, a bookcase moves over and closes off this small box. So right now you are surrounded by bookcases on every side. I meant to do that. What now? Someone want to try pushing a bookcase? Maybe one we didn't come from. Bray's gonna just punch the bookcase with her arm. Which bookcase are you punching? The one to my right. She's gonna do like the Hulk punch at the end of uh, of the first Avengers movie that he does to Thor, but to the bookcase. It shakes a little bit, but this thing is huge. Like I said, 50 foot tall, definitely got some depth to it. A book or two falls off. Well, I've done all I can do. Does it look like any of the other bookcases like look different or any of the books look different? Give me investigation. 11. None of the books specifically look different. You just know that there are the bookcases that were already there and then the one that moved behind you. Okay. Well, to save face, I'm just going to go to the bookcase in front of us and just like shake it in different ways to see if I can push it one way or the other. Doesn't move whatsoever. Well, it's not this one. I'm going to try to just push the one that just closed. As you do so, Blueberry, that's a 15. Does that hit you? Oh. It just hits me. Yeah. As you see Blueberry pushes against this bookcase to try to see it move, you see that teeth come out of the sides and it completely engulfs her. <laughs> and right at this moment, you can see that because it closes like a book, you could get past on either side. But Blueberry's currently inside this thing. Blueberry, you're taking nine piercing damage, 12 acid damage. What? Oh, oh my no. God. And 14 more piercing damage. Holy oh my God. shit. Oh my God. Are you good? <laughs> and then you see it reopens and Blueberry's out, but you are back stuck in a closed box. 
Uh, Are you okay? Fuck! What, what just happened to you? Yeah, I'm just backing up into, away from it to a, a different bookshelf away from the one that just swallowed me. He never quite did that before. I'm casting Cure Wounds on myself. First level. I know that you just went through some trauma, but I think you did find the answer for us to get out of here. When it closes, it opens up the side. Atop Bray's shoulders, you see Quinry rolls up his sleeve and he has a bracer on and he takes a little silver dagger out of his bracer and throws it into the middle of the bookshelf. I'm trying to more so get it to chomp on the dagger, acting like a fly into a Venus flytrap. Exactly like a fly into a Venus flytrap, it goes and for a few moments, there is leeway to run along either side. Oh, now's our chance. Go, 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 run, 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 go. Run, run, run. Giddy up, Bray. Oh, now fuck you, bud. <laughs> you get by this bookshelf. As you can see, it does open again. And you are out of this small area. As you pick another direction to go, who would like to give me a survival check? Blue, why don't you pick the next one? You did just get chomped. Okay. Great. Yeah. 22. That fails. Um, so what we'll roll me fails? a d6. What? Four. I'm casting Cure Wounds on myself again, first level. Uh, I'll also send some good vibes if you're still hurt. I am. Okay, I'll send you two good vibes. Eight health. Perfect. You open up into a circular area here. There is a single bookshelf in the center of this room, and it is beautifully color-coded. Each shelf, top to bottom, rainbow, red to orange, then orange to yellow, then yellow to green, and all these different beautiful hues all the way down. You can see that there is a single orange book that is missing. You can see that it is on the ground here, along with hundreds of these other black books just sitting on the ground. And as you all enter the circular area, you can see that there's no obvious exit. Can I mage hand that orange book? Listen, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here and see that this looks like a fucking trap. That's why I'm not using this hand. I'm using that one. And you just see the other hand just wiggle above the book. And then it just, don't mind if I do hand, <laughs> just picks up the orange book. You grab the book with your mage hand and... As you lift it, it doesn't look like anything else is happening. Okay. Can I try to put it on the shelf where it's missing? You do, and you see just that beautiful rainbow hue all the way down. Across from you, a bookshelf moves and reveals a couple other paths. Okay. Well, there's one way. That seems too easy. And so I'll just start going towards the exit. Xander, you found the exit. You might as well pick next. Let's see. Nine. <laughs> okay, roll me a d6. Oh. <laughs> Five. Xander, you continue down this path. You open up into an area with a few bookshelves, though these are of normal height, not the large wall-like shelves around you. Specifically, this one bookshelf is full of books, except for one spot on four different shelves. So there's six shelves in total, but the middle four have a place for a book each. And then you can see a small like return cart here that has four books on them. On the top of the bookshelf, just above the top shelf, you can see inscribed in the wood is one after another. I'll take a look at the books that are in the cart. You see four books. One thing you notice as you're reading the titles is that parts of them are capitalized. Not the whole title, 
a word in each is capitalized. You see airships, inflation from hell, air is capitalized. Worms versus worms, knowing the differences, worm is capitalized. Short rest, a way to refresh and fresh is capitalized. And then farming, garlic, nightshade, and lizards, farm is capitalized. What was the capitalization in the second one? Worm, as in W-O-R-M. Oh, uh, worms versus oh, worms. I thought it was like battle of the, like civil war yeah. of worms. Oh, that's why I was laughing so hard. I was like, that's a great book right there. That's a really great issue. Worms like dragon worms versus worms like ground worms. Are there books along the bookshelf, like around the spaces? Did they say anything? There is two books on the bookshelf that have titles. On the top shelf, there is Meals from Paws, Claws, Hooves, and More, a carnivore cookbook. Book is capitalized on the top shelf. And then you see on the bottom shelf, there's also one, which says Aim for the Head, How to Slay a Hydra, and Head is capitalized. Okay, so we got Book at the top and Head at the bottom, and then Air worms fresh and farm what the fuck am i looking at right now what what are you thinking about him buddy well it's not alphabetical because airs is before book well maybe we have to put them in alphabetical order does the book come out does that seem to book and head both feel like they are placed in there like they're supposed to be there like you can't pull them out bookworms farm fresh head Nope, sorry, <laughs> forgot airs. Uh, book, <laughs> book, book, worms, fresh air, farmhead. My thought was it the, the life cycles of everything, but that doesn't seem to be it. Life cycles. What's the life cycle of a book in relation to farms? Uh, maybe not the life cycles. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My, my thought was, oh, we have the, the worms and the, the farming, and then the, the worms are in the dirt, so they would be under the farming, and then the air would be on top of the farming, because then it's just, we're going on the, the structural integrity of the earth. You're doing great, Quinny. No, keep going. You got it. I don't know where fresh or head comes in there, though. We'll bookmark that, though. That was, you know what? That was a great, a great start. Uh, Xander Bray's gonna give you a look like that was terrible. Please get us out of this. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so I think it, I think it's gonna be bookworms because that's a thing. Fresh air, airhead, farm fresh because then airhead. They yes, they all lead into each other. Uh huh. One after another. So how do we put them in order on? But there? we can't move the top two. No. So bookworm, worm, something. Bookworms, farm fresh, airheads. But does worm turn into farm? Is that a thing? Worm farm? So if you go from books to worms, that's a bookworm. And then if you do worm something, then it's worm something. And then the end would oh, be... Oh, I see what you mean. And then so, farm fresh, fresh air, airhead. Correct. Yes. Okay. Like that works, but, what, but I don't uh, know where worm goes. Worm farm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's... So top one is going to be worm, then farm, then fresh, then air. So you get bookworm, worm farm, farm fresh, fresh air, air head. Very clever there, Mr. Director. That was very good. I would not have gotten that on my own. From the back, you hear a bookshelf move away and revealing another location. 
You all are doing horribly at this. Can the big one please do it? Queenie, that is rude. He's not the wisest. I'm sorry, I'm up here. I don't want to get down. I can't pick another path. Well, I'm not gonna put you down, but you can be polite. Big one, may you please pick another path? That was perfect. Because you asked so nicely, of course. See what happens when you say please? Jet has canonically sent us down the wrong path too many times. I do fine. Thank you very much. Do you not remember that, like, mountain path where you got so Let's hurt? Let's not bring up the past, Xander. This is a new day. Bray's gonna put her hand reassuringly on your shoulder and be like, You know what, bud? I believe in you. That's a 22. Ooh, oh my let's god! Damn, really? There's three areas here. Two very much look like they'd go deeper into the maze, and one would go towards somewhere completely different. Jet decides to take that one. Here will get us to the end. And you see that you come up to what looks to be a caged-in area. Bookshelves again, all around, left and right, only carpeted floor beneath you. And a door. Quinry, this looks like the door you've been looking for that leads further into the manor. You found it! I knew I could count on you, big one! You did so well! That's exactly it! That's where we need to go! I look back at Xander and just give him a... <laughs> And look away quickly. <laughs> hey, if you can prove that that wasn't dumb luck, I'll take it back. I don't know. You saw how everyone else did. So if this one found the door that we need to go to, I would say his survival skills are top tier. <laughs> <laughs> As you guys are chatting, you do see that there is someone in front of this door. An elderly green dragonborn man. Quinry and Bray, you would recognize this man as Umtar. He was a sorcerer from Hazelrest. He would help protect from weather events, attacks. He was like the village mage, though his eyes are looking directly forward. As you enter this area, he stares into the staff he's holding as he raises it up slightly, and he projects an image of Valentine. Getting here was a feat in itself, and I find it most impressive. A game of cat and mouse is always more exciting when the mouse has its wits about them. Though this isn't that game. A cat plays with its food before its mealtime. Though I am no cat, and you, no mouse. I am no animal. I am to be desired. I am to be wanted. How does it feel to want so badly? I don't often want. Though I feel it in you, you all want different things for now. Though I can see that those desires are rightly placed. If you can make it past Umtar. And the visage of Valentine disappears, leaving only the dragonborn man standing in front of the door, staring forward. Oh god, okay, he is from Hazelrest. Very powerful. Yeah, please nobody kill him though. Please don't. He's very good at what he does, it's just- Oh, he's so nice, wonderful guy. I don't know how we got caught up in this mess so far in, too. Does somebody have a crush on Valentine here? Cause yeah. that, I was getting some weird vibes from that message. He's very narcissistic. Why do you think he amassed all of these zombie people? He just wants people to love him. Oh, he's like buying friends, but it's like against their will. Correct. Yeah. Anybody have a sleep spell or something? No. I want to move him 
I could try to polymorph him, but then I'd I'd lose concentration on the past without trace. I think he knows we're here. Do you want to try polymorphin? I th- I think if anything, polymorph him, make him a bird or a frog or a turtle. Oh, I like turtle. I'm thinking turtle. Okay, everyone, prepare an action in case this goes badly, and then he attacks us. Okay. Uh. So just like okay, be prepared. You got it. All right. In case there's something, I don't know. I'm gonna try to polymorph him into a tortoise. Okay. What kind of save is that? Wisdom save. He got a 15 total. Oh, shit! Oh! Yes! Oh, so cute! Jet, pick him up carefully and just, like, put him over there. Don't hurt him. I can't wait to tell him about this after we get him uh, safe and sound back in Hazel Rest. Oh, that's gonna be a hood. He's gonna be so embarrassed. Oh, it's gonna be such a great drinking story. Oh, so good. Hey, take a shot every time you've been turned into a turtle. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tortoise. Oh, fuck you, bud. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use Thorn Whip, my Thorn Whip Mage Hand situation, to try to open the door behind him. You do. You see a long hallway. Um, You can see that there's two doors on the right as you go down, and then a large door at the end of the hallway. Quinry, you know to the right were the, like, lesser Malathorn's rooms, not, like, head of household. First was Gideon, a younger Malathorn who died at the age of 12. And then the next door was Valentine's old room. When you worked here, Valentine was not the only Malathorn. His father, Armand, was the head of household. And then all the way at the end, you know, is the door to the main hall. Okay, so depending on what you're looking to do, if we're looking to go straight to your friend, it's going to be end of the hall. If you would like to meander and search some rooms, these are the old Malathorn quarters. No! Okay, we gotta get back to Sebastian. Let's get Sebastian. I think we should just aim for just getting Sebastian back. Unless you think there might be some, like, information on what Valentine's, like, weakness is, we might want to just, like, keep going. End of the hall. Let's get to your friend. You head towards that final door at the end of the hall. Who's, uh, who's going first? Who's opening? Oh, fine. Bray's gonna step forward nervously very, like, carefully, like, go to touch the door and kind of, like, flinches a little bit when she touches it. Ah, fuck this guy. And she's gonna slowly open the door. You do open up into a large and very lavish room. And as you're here, you start to hear a harp. In the corner of this room, there is a woman playing a harp. Bray immediately covers her ears. There's large ceilings, couches, tables, and servers. Many of these servers are just standing with their hands behind their backs against walls or pillars like they are ready to be called at any moment. And everything here is extremely luxurious. Other than you can see a small area where walls were put up. It's about a 20-foot cube with a single wall missing. Inside, the walls and floor and ceiling are completely white, which is very different than the rest of the room. You notice a nearby wall has scorch marks along it. It looks like a tapestry used to be here, but was engulfed in flame. Blueberry specifically, you quickly notice that underneath it, you can see two large emeralds on the ground. Among the beautiful tapestries, paintings, there's sculptures all around. You see one specific artifact on the wall, just above a large fireplace. It is the outline of a purple circle with the blackest inside you have ever seen. Like looking into a void 
it doesn't even really look like there's anything there. If I see Bray cover ears, I also do it. Now that we're in the main hall, someone mentioned a basement. If you're looking to find that, this is where the entrance is. I don't know where, and I don't know how to get in. My father told me it is hidden. When I was in here cleaning, they informed me to never fucking clean that thing. So, I don't know if that is malicious in any sort of way, but please keep your wits about you whenever you are near it, because I have no idea what it is there for, what it does, or what may happen if you do so. What? We should touch that thing? What's gonna happen if we do? Why? Xander makes an X with his hands. Okay, don't touch the thing. Xander, touch it. Yeah. Okay. Not with your not with your actual hand. No, stop. Your your and ghosty hand. Xander walks right up and No, Xander! Touches the thing Xander! with his finger. You idiot. It's this purple circle outline with the black circle on the inside, and like I said, it almost looks like your hand could go right through it, but it doesn't. It does have a space to touch here, and you do, and it is cold, like metal, though feels to move under your fingertips slightly. And as you push slightly, you hear a mechanism and it starts to move the floorboards beneath you. As it moves along the floor, you see a staircase heading downward into a basement. Well, I'll be darned. Okay. I figured it out, guys. Well, well then. That was it. Blueberry, high passive perception. You, Like I said, you see those emeralds that are on the ground underneath that scorched spot. And then you also see in the corner, it looks like a cart to bring over to like help clean guests' tables. And you can see a plate here that has a chicken strip on it, battered and fried chicken strip, like nothing you've ever seen in Fendraya. What? Uh, I want to walk over to it and just just uh, smell it. Smells like a earth chicken strip. Oh, guys, we could eat a not donut for once. Oh my God, this is fried chicken. Can I pick up the emeralds with my mage hand? These are pretty large emeralds. They're worth 500 gold each. Sick. I'm gonna pick up the chicken. I'm gonna take a nibble. Can I mage hand the chicken strip? Jet, you are able to get a nibble out before a mage hand comes and tries to grab it from you. Oh, damn it, Xander! I haven't had that in months! Yeah, I think that uh, Bray and Quinry are just gonna exchange looks of like, what the fuck? What is a chicken strip? Xander, give it back now! I don't know. Aren't chickens supposed to be whole? I eat it right from the mage hand. Xander! Bray's watching you so curiously, like, what? Well, okay, so what happens next? All right, Bray, try it. I'm gonna toss the chicken strip to her. She's gonna hesitate and she's gonna sniff it. And then she's gonna do, like, the little tongue stick out thing and take a little nibble of it. Very, very salty, very buttery. She's gonna go, You enjoy. It's a little overcooked for my taste. Uh, yeah, I don't know why it's got dirt or whatever this weird crumbly stuff is, but you know what? You enjoy. The donut was a win. This, this, this was a miss for me. Interesting. That's good to know. All right. Andrea doesn't like fried foods. First time I've ever taken a note in the entire show. As <laughs> <laughs> Glancing down the stairs. It's pretty dark. And at the bottom, there is a doorway. Nod my head down it. You guys ready? Do you want to lead the way or you want... Maybe one of you, so I don't drop polymorph. We um we did know that there is some necromantic situations going on down there, so just be careful. That's really all I know about the basement. And as you descend the stairs, 
for today. That's a wrap. <gasps> what? Oh, damn. <gasps> so fast. Really? Excuse uh, me? Wow. Thank you all so much for listening. We get to see what's down in the basement next week. Patreon.com slash cast party. You can join us there and get our behind the scenes episode where we talk about all the juicy goodness. And we got lots to talk about this episode because we have a new PC in the party. Super, super exciting. Maisie, thank you so, so much for joining us again. Where can the people find you? What do you do? Oh, thank you for having me. Well, you can find me on the uh, Tickety Talk at uh, Maisie Linny. Instagram is also at Maisie Linny. I also do a little bit of Twitch where I do uh, drunk drawing sessions, uh, which uh, I typically do with a guest star where we make drunken amalgamations and uh, the partner does uh, stat blocks. So you can have these horrific monstrosities born from drunken silliness. You scared the fuck out of me. Hi, sorry, DM from the other night <laughs> just pokes through to say hello. Say hello to the other d podcast. I love all of you. You are amazing. Oh. I've seen your work. You have done fantastic. I'm so sorry to interrupt. This is Brill from Dumpstat. I don't know if anybody's familiar with... Okay. I would like to play with all of you at some point. You are fantastic. I can't hear any of you. Cheers, huh? They were very impressed with that. Have a good one. I'm very drunk. I could. I figured. You're doing amazing, sweetie. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> what a gem. So much. Jesus. He's such what a, a gem. But yeah, so, I mean, I, way off topic so far. But yeah, you can find me on twitch.tv slash if you want to see me get in- inebriated on the internet and draw some of the worst amalgamations for you to torture or titillate your players with. Thank you again for having me. Of course. All those will be in the description below as well. So go check her out. And while you're there, patreon.com slash cast party. Thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you in one week because behind the scenes comes out then. And you just subscribe to our Patreon. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> oh, dude, Ooh, you are the God. best. Holy shit. That was so fast. I'm so proud of you. Thank you all. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. 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 bye.